This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate, your host for today's program. You know, no one is immune to loss. Whether you've lost a loved one, a friendship, a relationship, material possessions, a career, or even a decline in your health, you've been there. And with every loss, you will encounter grief to one degree or another. The challenge is how to embrace your grief as normal and necessary for healing. Well, over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking to those who, like you, have experienced loss and grief, but they have also found God's comfort and healing in the process. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and find hope through these programs. Our first guest in this series is Catherine Barner, a licensed professional counselor who has worked in both the secular and Christian sectors of the mental health field for over 25 years. Catherine earned her BA in psychology from Spelman College, her Master of Education in Counseling from University of North Texas, and is working on her Master's in Biblical Studies from Grace School of Theology. She's the author of God Help Me, I'm Grieving, Finding Healing After Loss, based on her personal experiences with grief and healing. Catherine, welcome to Saving Grace. Thank you, Carmen. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I've so looked forward to our time together. Uh, You have so much to, to bring to the table on this subject, and it's so important because I know there's not a person listening today that hasn't experienced loss and grief. Not a person. Uh, But, you know, I think about your 25 years plus experience in counseling. Uh, You have dealt not only with your own, but that of many others. Yes. Uh, And so, again, we we look forward to hearing your insight. But you say that uh, your own personal experience of grief brought you to a new level of understanding for others who are experiencing pain and loss. Do you mind just sharing a bit of your story? Uh, not at all. And and it really is interesting because when you, you mentioned those 25 years, um, and every time I hear that, I, I kind of have to sit back and go, wow, has it been, has it really been that long? Mm-hmm. But for me, my, my experience with grief really came to a head um, in September of 2011 when my mother passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother was my everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. She was my everything. And when she passed away, I did not know. I honestly didn't know how I was going to be able to go on with my life. I I honestly didn't know what my life meant anymore, how how I could possibly go on without her. Mm. Um, And and I struggled mightily. And I came to this Mm. place where I thought... If I know everything that I knew about grief, having been in the mental health field, having walked through through this season with other people, all all of the head knowledge, all sure. the book, all that stuff, you know, yeah, that, you know, I'd paid all this money for these degrees to learn. That's right, That's uh, right. you know, which which worked for everybody else. <laughs> but I, I got to a point where I said, if I know all of that and I'm struggling the way mm. that I'm struggling, and even having the relationship with with Christ that I had, mm-hmm. which is key, which is key, you know. Mm. 
my question was how in the world and what in the world is everybody else doing? Mm-hmm. Those those people who who don't have a relationship mm-hmm. or those folks who do have a relationship but they they don't have the head knowledge. And so I was able to go back and forth between that which certainly helped me. But but I really did ha- ask that question, what in the world is mm-hmm. everybody else doing? And so that's really what prompted me to write the book mm-hmm. because I I really went through a difficult time of trying to figure out how do I do like yeah. how do I do life without this person who was literally my everything. Yes. My biggest cheerleader, my number one fan. You know, we, she was just, she was my girl is, mm-hmm. is what I say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, but mm-hmm. thankfully I did mm-hmm. have the head knowledge, the, the yeah. book knowledge. I did have that relationship with God. So I was able to sift my way and work my way through it. Um, but the book was really about helping other folks who were struggling, who didn't have the back knowledge yes. that I had. Yes. Um, yes. And so I'm, I'm certainly grateful um, yes. to be on this side of it uh, all these years later, yeah. but it was definitely definitely a journey but I I, I'm and it's so weird when we go through things I say that I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for the experience Mm -hmm. because um I was able to to write the book for other people um and I've gotten a lot of feedback and a lot of responses that it has helped and so for that I am most definitely grateful well it's an excellent book and I and I uh just love how the Lord works you know we don't see the blessings in the midst of our sorrow, mm-hmm. in the midst of our grief. But looking back, and you can see this book is one of the blessings that came from it, Catherine. So that is a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, you know, you write in your book uh, that grief is often misunderstood, misinterpreted, and its impact minimized. Oh, we have all been there. <laughs> uh, well, you know, no doubt these things, you know, it, they take, they make already a difficult situation even worse, mm-hmm. even more challenging. Uh, but you talk about some characteristics of grief that we need to understand that I think even help us when others don't understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I talk about what I call the three P's of grief. Um, and that is that grief is perfectly normal that grief is a process and that grief is personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we can just start with those three basics, uh-huh. then we can we can work our way, you know, down the grief road. But understand that it's perfectly normal because so oftentimes, because it is difficult. And mm-hmm. I think it really comes from a space of none of us like to see people hurting. None of us yeah. like to see our loved ones cry. And so there are times when Others can say things to us mm-hmm. that will make us feel like, well, maybe something's wrong with me oh, if, yes. if I'm still crying or maybe something's wrong with me if I'm not, I really don't feel like going to work or, or maybe maybe I don't want to go and visit the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And so those kinds of things, so it's really important for us to understand that grief is perfectly normal because when we talk about grief, grief is about loss. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the very real response to loss. And so those emotions that we experience are absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. You're not going crazy. You're not any less of a Christian. Any <laughs> yeah. of those things. You're you're having a very normal response to loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talk about that it's a process. It, it's it's going to take some time to move through that mm-hmm. and really get to the healing. I talk about we have to heal from the inside out. You know, yes. and I think I give yes. an example of, of my son breaking uh, his wrist. You know, mm-hmm. he, he felt better at one point, but we still had to had to hold him down for a time mm-hmm. to keep him from jumping on a trampoline because it had to heal. That bone had to heal from the inside out. Yes. Um, yes. 
yes. and then yes. finally that grief is personal and that each of us will move through the process in our own individual way because mm-hmm. we're very different individuals. Yes. The way I, God designed the, us. Yes, yes. The way yes. God designed us. And some of that is specific to male and female. Mm-hmm. And then it's specific to just who we are as an individual. Mm-hmm. That's going to dictate how we move through. So understanding all those three things yes. can help on the front end and yes. can help yes. to mitigate <laughs> some of that, that external pressure that unfortunately, um, um, we can get from from fr- well-meaning friends mm-hmm. and family members and loved ones. Um, it's a very interesting story I share in the book. I won't uh, I won't even tease it now. So they'll have to they'll have to get the book to read. Very interesting story about my husband and our different responses to loss. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, he hates yes. when I tell the story, but it's absolutely true. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, uh, those are the three things I think are, are key uh, for us to hold on to. Yes, yes, and I think it's important for those. Uh, helping someone else who is suffering a loss loss to understand yes those three things because uh we 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 are different in yeah. our response uh and unique in the way way we uh uh grieve and then just the fact that god made us so so uniquely absolutely uh, and that there's nothing wrong with us when we there's <laughs> nothing when, wrong when we <laughs> grieve well you know i think it you mentioned uh the differences between men and and women and their styles <laughs> And, 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 you know, I think that's really critical for us to t- consider because particularly if it's a spouse yeah. who doesn't understand mm-hmm. your grieving, that could create a tremendous amount of conflict. Uh, so help us a little bit about those tendencies, how to understand the differences. Yeah, I, I think part of it is is recognizing that, again, going back to just how God created us. Yeah. He really did create us as male and female, you know, yes. different yes, in a lot did. of ways. And so <laughs> typically, and I say this, you know, Lightly, typically, men tend to they they're typically not as emotive as we are mm-hmm. as women. Mm-hmm. They're typically not not that they don't cry, but right. they typically don't do so um, as easily as we do. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we as women tend to be much more communicative about our pain and, and our internal struggles. Men mm-hmm. typically tend not to. They're they're doers and they're fixers, and so. What can happen, and I think particularly about in situations where maybe there's a child who's died and you have a Mm. husband and a wife, and you may have a wife who's literally not able to get out of the Mm. bed, and you may have a husband who's, you know, up going to work every day, maybe the day after Mm. the funeral, he's at work and he's doing, and he's still traveling for business and all these things. Well, there can be a lot of conflict because, Mm -hmm. well, she can think, well, well, what's wrong with him? He doesn't care. He doesn't, he didn't, he doesn't love me, or maybe he, he doesn't. He didn't love the the child. And he can think, well, well, she just needs to get up and get over it. Mm -hmm. But it's understanding how we are as as male and female. We're Mm -hmm. just different in how we respond to those things. Mm -hmm. So when we understand that and she begins to understand that for him, it's the doing, it's the Mm -hmm. going. It's trying to, to make sense of the loss. Yes, in yes. a tangible way that helps him. Yes. For her, it may be I. J- I literally just need to sit here and I need to call and talk to my girlfriend, who's going to let me just hold the phone and cry. Yeah. That there is some healing that can happen in that space. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the examples I give, mm-hmm. um, particularly mm-hmm. when we talk about those differences in males and females. Um, yes. And we all want to find the why, but mm-hmm. we go about it differently. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important to understand that because you're right; it can cause a significant amount of conflict when we don't give each other mm. the space yes. and the grace to move through the process yes. 
the way that we individually need to do it and respect that on yes. each side of the fence. And there's no right way. There's no mm-hmm. wrong way. There's your way. And yes. so we just have to love each other enough to, to let us move through that. And then we'll eventually meet in the middle. Oh, no doubt about it. And it's not that your way is his way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let him have his own. Let him have his way. Uh, well, you, you did mention about grief. Grief is about loss. Mm-hmm. And, and though our minds quickly do go to the loss of a loved one, uh, it's it's a lot broader in scope yeah. than that. Let's talk about some of those other areas uh, that, because they also present unique challenges because they are, it's a different issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that that's a great question, Carmen. And it's one of the things that I try to talk about when we talk about grief, because you're right, instantly we think death. But there's there's loss as it relates to illness. When there's a significant illness that changes the trajectory of your life in mm-hmm. a way that you're no longer able to perform yeah. the job that you once did. You're no longer able to engage with family and friends mm-hmm. the way that you once did. There's a sense of loss there, and that has that has to be grieved in a way. And so oftentimes people will feel bad about the responses that they have and they feel like, well, well, I shouldn't feel this mm-hmm. way because, well, well, nobody died. Well, act, but something died. Yeah. And yeah. so that's important. We talk about loss in relationships, mm-hmm. um, divorce. I have a dear friend who's going through a, a difficult season of divorce now after 21 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's painful. Yeah. Um, yes, and yes. so I often say it, it really doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, good relationship, bad relationship, you know, we can argue that, but the reality is you were in connection with another mm-hmm. human being for a period of time. And so there's a loss there. We talk about loss of job. Um, And and oftentimes I say, even in terms of retirement, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be an exciting time. And obviously you volunteer. Hey, I'm no longer coming. And you have the retirement (laughs) part and everybody's there. And you're going to go fishing and traveling and all these wonderful things. But oftentimes people will wake up and go, wait a minute, (laughs) what's happening here? Well, it can be that loss of identity. I agree. Yeah. Mm. And and now trying to figure out Mm. who am I now Mm -hmm. minus that position, minus that job. So those are all different types of loss. And I think about just the season that we're in now, you know, Mm -hmm. as as children have graduated from college and are now graduated from high school and now moving into college. Mm -hmm. Lots of parents are going through a period of Mm. grief because that kid who for the past 18 years has been at your house eating up all your food, you know, <laughs> you've been transporting to, to football and basketball and cheer camp and all the things, but they're not there anymore. And it's like, wait a minute, like their physical presence isn't there. There's a void. There's a void. Yeah. Exactly. And so oftentimes parents would think, well, why, why am I feeling this way? What's wrong with me? I should be happy. Well, you, you are happy, but again, mm-hmm. there's that physical void that's there. And so it's it's grieving the loss of one period of time, one season of your life. Yes. And now understanding how do I move into this new season of parenting, mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. new person that I have. Yes, yes. What do I do with <laughs> yeah, me now? Yeah, what do I do with me now? You know, they only call for, you know, for money. It's like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, those are so very, very good. And I think most all of our listeners can relate to one yeah. or those. Those or the other. It's mm-hmm. just part of life. It is. Just part of life. Well, your point, you point out that God in his grace has created us to handle only a little emotional pain at a time. Yeah. 
Oh, I am so thankful for that, right? We would be overwhelmed yeah. if we had it all at once. Such a gracious God. So let's talk about those stages of the grief process yeah. that God graciously gives us. Yeah, and we are we are so grateful to Him for yes. that, even in that. And because yes. you know, I, I talk about um, I talk about the stages because we hear a lot about the stages of grief, but I talk about it in terms of the waves because it's really what it is. Oftentimes, when we hear the the term stage, we think it's yeah. this. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. I get to five. I'm all good. Grief oh. is over. Let's move on. <laughs> right. Put a nice bow on it. But that's unfortunately not how it works. And mm. so I talk about in terms of waves because that's mm. more of what happens and I, yes. I give the analogy of you know as a surfer you kind of go out on the board and you know sometimes you're patting the lawn and you're good and there's a little wave and you take that thing and it's like okay I got this but then you go a little further and there's this huge wave that comes and it knocks you off the the you know the surfboard and you're under the water and you're trying to figure out you know how can I breathe am I going to breathe how do I come up again yeah and and that's how how grief comes for us oftentimes mm. but in general, um, some of the, the basic steps that we hear about a mm-hmm, lot, it's, it's mm-hmm. denial, it's the anger, it's the bargaining, the depression, and then the acceptance. Those are typically the waves that we move through, mm. and, and we can go from one to the other and back again. Everyone may not hit all five of them. You may hit all five of them. You may hit all five and then cycle back, you know, mm-hmm. to two or three more. Yeah. So, but but it's really because, and I say that because God is so good in that Oftentimes, depending on the weight of the loss, we literally can't handle all of that that comes with it. When we talk about, um, specifically when we talk about traumatic incidents, whether it's a death, even when we're talking about a traumatic illness Mm -hmm. and what that means, God is so gracious in that he has designed us so that we don't hit all of us. And so sometimes the denial is literally so that I can make it through this week. It's life-saving. It's life-saving. Yeah. I can just make it through mm-hmm. this week to, mm-hmm. d- to have this funeral for my loved one or my child or whomever it may be. Mm-hmm. And God is gracious enough to block for this week. He's just going to block the whole thing out. And the next week, okay, I, maybe I'll start dealing with it. But for right here, right now... Because I just have to, because I've got to handle the business of it. Mm. God's good enough. I tell you what, <laughs> for these seven days, this is what you're going to do. Right. We'll deal with it next. And mm-hmm. so even the anger, all of those emotions that we have, because mm-hmm. God, he created us with those emotions. Yes, you yes, know? yes. And, and they're there to help us move through and process through. And there's nothing wrong with mm. experiencing them. Mm. No, not at all. Not at all. He's so, so, so gracious. Uh, and, and I think uh, the idea that we might go back to another one doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're stepping back in your pro- progress. Exactly. It just means that you're just cycling through Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're moving through it. Yeah, that's very, very good. Well, sadly, some of the misunderstanding mm-hmm. that surrounds our grief, along with the most hurtful <laughs> comments... <laughs> can actually come from people of faith who really don't have an accurate biblical understanding of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, comments like, well, if you'd have just had a little more faith <laughs> or or if you'd have just prayed a little bit longer or better or whatever. As if you haven't been praying. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you also shared your book, and I so appreciate uh, the, the biblical examples. Just share a couple of those with us. Yeah, I, I think the two that, that I love the most, uh, the examples of Job um, and then the example of Jesus. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if, if we just walk through Job, yeah. um, because th- there is there in, in chapter one where, you know, where he says, you know, I'm, I'm basically I'm going to trust God. You know, he yeah. says that. And so we hold on to that. Yes. But we forget that I, in chapter 
chapter three, he questions, like, why was I even mm-hmm. born? Mm-hmm. Like, like God, why didn't you just kill me, you know, before I was ever born? Yeah. So that's his very real response to the loss that he's endured. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything minus his wife and a couple of servants yeah. are gone. Yeah. The other example I like to give when I talk about Job is even Job's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that Job's wife gets a bad rap, you know, for saying to him, <laughs> you know, just curse God and die. But I often remind people that everything that Job lost in chapter one, mm-hmm. his wife lost too. Those were her children as well. Mm-hmm. And so, I, but I love to fast forward to the end of the book where we see that God has restored everything for Job. He has more children. Nowhere in scripture does it say that he got a new wife. Yeah. So his wife moved through her grief mm. process and was there with him at the end. She had to have those other 10 children. Yes. So, yes. So I, I try to show another example, obviously, is Jesus. When we when we hear about um, when John the Baptist was was beheaded mm, and the mm-hmm. disciples go and tell Jesus about it. Scripture says that, that he goes away for a time by himself. Mm. Now, you mm. know, we can argue about what he did or didn't do. But the reality, he, he needed a minute to just disconnect yeah. because John the Baptist was was connected to him. Yeah. And then we the story that we know, you know, where when Lazarus dies and, and Mary mother. Mm like dude where like where were you right <laughs> like right. you you're supposed to be our boy like what what is up with that that's right you that's know right. but but it says that you know when he he heard that that jesus wept and so he he felt the very real emotion of those people he knew he was going to raise lazarus from mm-hmm. the, but but their hurt still impacted him yes. so just the response his humanity in that moment mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. isn't lost on us and i think it's important to to walk through scripture and find those examples because as believers sometimes we can be really hard on each other we can. like you said you know yeah. we, we you just need to pray and yeah. you know well i have been praying <laughs> yeah but my, but my heart is hurting um and so you know there's david and you know and we think about naomi you yeah. know in the book of ruth all of those folks who had very real responses and and the important part is God didn't disqualify any of them no, because didn't. they expressed that emotion. And I think yeah. that's what's so important for us to keep in mind. Oh, yes. I think the one that stands out to me is Job's wife. Yeah. I never thought about that, mm-hmm. Catherine, uh, that she lost everything, too. Yeah. So perhaps her her comments were that, that stage of anger. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. Very, very powerful. Well, you know, the most encouraging chapter in your book uh, is healing is possible. Yes, (laughs) because we all want to know that healing is possible. It is going to come. Uh, The title itself gives us hope in our grieving, but it's it's really rich with guidance from a spiritual perspective. And you love, uh, I love that you use the acronym G-R-I-E-F. <laughs> Easy to remember. Yes. Walk us through grief, if yeah. you will. So, so the G is go to God in prayer daily. Um, and that is, and I say that because even when we're dealing with difficult seasons, the fact, and even if, if we're angry with God, mm-hmm. even with, if we don't understand, the fact that we're still praying to him, mm-hmm. somewhere in that says that we believe that he's listening is going to do something about mm-hmm. it. Just the mm-hmm. fact that we're still talking to mm-hmm. him. Um, the R is to read God's word daily. And that may mean you may literally only have one scripture. Like you may only be able to pull one. It may only be, you know, weeping man do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And that's all you can read. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Because again, the fact that you're going 
says mm. that you still believe that God's mm. going to do something. Mm. Um, the I is to imitate Christ's character because a lot of times when we're hurting, sometimes we can um, give ourselves a free pass to mm. behave in ways that aren't um, pleasing to God. Mm. And so because mm. I'm hurt, because this has happened, I, I can say things that I ordinarily wouldn't do, wouldn't say. Mm. I can behave in ways that I shouldn't beca- because I'm hurting and I'm, I'm going through this and I'm mm-hmm. just angry right now. God still demands for us to be, to live holy and to be holy, even in those difficult seasons. And we have to understand that there are people who are watching us in those difficult seasons. Um, People who don't know Christ. We're watching Mm. to see how are we going to, how we respond because they know what you've been through. Exactly. They know what you've been through. Yeah. How how are you as the believer going to respond? Mm. Um, So that's the I, the E is to expect that God's going to deliver you. Yes. And I say that because if all that you can, if today, all that you can hold on to is that he woke you up this morning Mm -hmm. and it's later in the day than it was when you woke up, that means that God is still moving. Mm -hmm. So if he did that, then I can trust that he's going to do, he's going to do more. He's going to deliver me from that. If I've made it to this point in the day, okay. Let, let me go another hour and see what you got, God. Okay, let me see what you got by the time I go to bed. If I'm still, if I still have breath in my body, that says mm-hmm. God is going to deliver me because I'm not where I was when I woke mm. up. Love that. Um, he's still at work. He's, he's still always at work. At work. He's always mm-hmm. at work. And then finally, the F is to fellowship with other believers. It's it, mm-hmm. it can be very very easy to isolate because mm-hmm. we don't we don't feel good. We don't want to be with anyone. We don't want to talk to anybody. We want to be by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But God created us to operate in community. Yes, he did. And so now that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, go and hang out with 50 other people. That may mean that there are just maybe two or three people that you are in communion with, whether it's a phone call, whether they come over to the house and you just sit on the sofa and talk, whether it's you sit on the sofa and cry, but you're in community with other believers who are going to be able to speak into the hurt that you're experiencing mm-hmm. and help to challenge some of the belief, the negative thoughts that you may be having. Because if I'm depressed and the only person I have to talk to about my depression is me. The only thing I have to give me <laughs> is, is some more depression. I don't have a lot, but yeah. if I engage with you, you can challenge some of those thoughts mm-hmm. and you can speak into mm-hmm. me. So that's, that's the, the acronym that I use um, to wow. help us move through the process. That is excellent. I could just, every time you answer, I just think, oh my goodness, people have got to get this book because they need to be able to go back and, and remind themselves of that acronym and, and the three P's of character and all of those things. Yeah. Uh, so, so important. Well, you know, our listeners who may be grieving today are going to, uh, maybe going through different stages. Uh, in our closing moment, mm-hmm. if you would just talk about the importance of moving forward. Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing that I would say, um, and this is one where I, where I had to, to land my feet, is to take inventory of what's still here. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to focus on what's gone, on who's gone. It's very easy to only set our eyes on that. But I would challenge people to start to look around at who who is still here. 
who's still present in my life and what do I still have present in my life? And in that sense, mm-hmm. begin to connect and reconnect in some situations um, with those things and those people to help us move forward. Because he, when we talk about moving forward and we hear the word acceptance, it's not about going, oh, well, I'm so glad that happened to me. That's not, no. that's not the that goal. That will never be. The- <laughs> that will never be the yeah. goal. Yeah. But it's understanding that I can mm-hmm. continue to live my life in a way that's going to bring honor and glory to God. Yes. And I can find heal and I ultimately I can live again mm-hmm. and the hurt that I've experienced is eventually going to it's going to dissipate in a way yeah. that it's not going to sting in the way that it did mm-hmm. will I cry sure will I remember certainly but I won't cry with the same sting of the tears that I did when I first experienced the loss mm. wow thank you thanks thank so you. much for writing this excellent book, for being with us today and sharing your heart and your insights. Well, I encourage you, our listeners, to check out our program notes where you will find more information about Catherine's book, God Help Me, I'm Grieving, Finding Healing After Loss. Maybe you were motivated to learn more about God and His Word that helps us in our healing process. Be sure to check out our website at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu. We're so glad you tuned in today. Please tell others about Saving Grace. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu dot edu slash center or download the grace app through your smartphone views expressed on this program may not always be the views of grace school of theology or its leadership